She sold millions in real estate transactions. A successful investor and entrepreneur, he's mentored and inspired top mortgage pros throughout Chicagoland. Oversaw billions of dollars in mortgage closings, a trendsetter and entrepreneur. They met through his most accomplished protege, an elite loan officer, businessman, and developer. Together, they recruited some of the real estate and financial industry's biggest talent. Shh. It's time to listen in and discuss market trends, secrets, and advice with your all-star panel at Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. Good afternoon, Chicago, and welcome to another segment of Market Overdrive. We are your realtor, practicing realtors in the industry, in the trenches, actually getting my feet all cold in the snow this morning, showing a property or actually doing a site visit at a new property that we're going to be flipping and bringing on the market, hopefully by March. But that's what we do. We're Market Overdrive, and we're here to elevate your real estate IQ. And with me, my co-host, Javier Garcia. Hello. How's everyone doing out there? I'm hoping everybody's nice and cozy, unlike us. Kind of chilly in here today, right? It is super cold. Always in the studio. How are you, Javi? I'm doing great. I was actually meeting with clients earlier in uh, this morning at the office. I uh, had an early appointment, then uh, rushing over. I thought lenders didn't work on the weekends. Oh, we <laughs> always work on the weekends. You're a liar. Realtors make sure we work <laughs> on the weekends. All right. That's There's a great thing. No I know way we keep you busy. And that beautiful be voice that's just sneaking in there. Hi, Melissa. Hello. Good to be back. I've missed you guys. I've missed you. I love the red. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Thought I'd bring in some holiday cheer. Tis the season. I love it. And then I also stole your at properties red pen here. It's okay. You can advertise. I'm us. sure that um, <laughs> I think Joseph Ciliano is going to be calling in. <laughs> later on so i'm not gonna start saying that Uh (laughs) they're gonna pull my ears they always get on me anyway today's topic is interest rates everybody's in a frenzy everybody's concerned what does it mean to you though i i thought it would be imperative for us to talk about what's trending on social media and all over the news outlets which is the interest rate hikes and how does it affect you whether you're a seller or a buyer. And of course, there is that prediction for 2017 um, as to what's going to happen and how it's going to affect the markets. And of course, we can't do anything without leaning on the experts for more advice. Um, and that's why we, do we have him on the line? We have professor from DePaul University who's going to call in today. We're actually doing a show in January, first uh, quarter of the, mo- of the year to talk about market outlook and what to expect. But today, uh, Professor Charlie... Charlie is calling in to let us know his take on the market. Charlie, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for making yourself available to chat with us here uh, with the Mod Squad. What is your take on the interest rate and what uh, the media is putting out there? Well, I think that, uh, you know, Fed Chairman Yellen had, uh, you know, really signaled well ahead of the recent increase this past week that interest rates were going to rise. Uh, it was a very modest quarter of a point rise in the federal fund rate, which is the interest rate that banks lend to each other on an overnight basis. And it does have an impact on market interest rates and ultimately will have an impact on credit card interest rates and uh, mortgage interest rates. But it's a, it's a very modest increase. No one was surprised by it. And it had been signaled uh, really for several months ahead of time. Right. So we understand that the markets expected it. People were expecting it. Um, and from a scholar's perspective, how, what does this mean to the real estate market at large? Well, I think that in general, obviously, anytime interest rates go up, the cost of borrowing will rise a little bit. And for, you know, for some buyers, uh, they may be very, very, uh, you know, some home buyers may be very sensitive to the change in the interest rate because it will obviously have an impact on the total proceeds that uh, you can uh, garner from, uh, you know, your loan. And Javi certainly can talk to that directly in terms of that impact. 
but interest rates are still at a long, uh, very long-term low. So it's not like we have uh, had a huge bump up in interest rates that people should get all uh, upset about. Right. And, and I like to, um, and, I, and the reason I say scholars, because I want to identify the fact that you're a scholar and you're looking at it from like, you know, a perspective of like, let's study this and what does it mean in the markets. But us, we're practicing professionals, so we're seeing this. It is my take that, uh, especially for my buyers, uh, first-time buyers per se, right, the affordability index is being, um, I don't know, threatened, um, if you want to call it that. So we're looking at a lot of people who are fearful of what this could mean to them because they've been on the sidelines for so many years. And while we were saying, you know, buy, 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 because prices are low. Now we're saying buy, 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 because interest rates may go up. But, you know, obviously, I don't understand how this is going to, um, you know, how this could be perceived as a positive within the economy. And for scholars to to think that this is a trend, a positive trend upwards. What's your take on that? Well, I mean, I think that the, the reason that people would, you know, suggest that it's a positive turn upward is that it would signal the Fed's view that there are some uh, increases in inflation coming forward, and that would be driven by a drop in the unemployment rate and an increase in econo- overall economic activity. Relative to the individual new home buyer, however, uh, it can be a little unsettling because, as I said before, the cost of borrowing will rise. Uh, so, you know, really, the truth of the matter is, is that uh, people who are ready to buy should move forward, because I would anticipate that while we would have some uh, additional modest interest rate increases in 2017, uh, that would even have a you know more significant impact on your ability to borrow. Completely agree. And I understand. And I want to make sure that if you're listening, we are Market Overdrive and we are talking about what's trending, what we're feeling out there in the trenches with our buyers and our clients uh, who are also sellers and how this impacts you and what does this all mean to you? So having said that, I completely agree with you, Charlie. I think that, you know, it's we're still historical low rates and it's very important for you um, to understand that this is this is not a, a negative thing, actually. I think it's no, it's actually something that where I really think that people need to kind of take a step back and not overreact over exactly how the market has, you know, trended here in the last 30 days, especially after the election. Um, just because with interest rates on the rise, it's going to have an impact, obviously, in exactly how much purchase power you might be able to have in regards to purchases, especially if you had a set budget or a set limit of what you wanted to stay under. Um, particularly for me, I always like to take a look at half a percentage in interest rate is usually going to be about $10,000 in buying power that it's going to negate for you. So if you were at a 4% interest rate initially when you were approved, and if the now the market is dictating it might be at a 4.5% interest rate, that's possibly going to remove yep. about $10,000 in buying power from you because that fluctuation is going to be significant in their specific budget. So for instance, I'm just kind of pulling up a demographic right now on interest rates in the last 30 years. In 1985, the average interest rate was around 11.26%. Wow. Okay. Great. So that's in 1985. In early 2000, 738 Right now, we're probably looking at a 4.16% interest rate. That's what, you know, we're looking at right now. Obviously, these rates are not really disclosed. This is just kind of a, you know, a general idea of where rates have been historically. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at a budget of about $1,000 in 1985 at 11.26%, your buying power would have been roughly at about 102, 103,000. Right. At a 7.38% in early 2000s, you would have been at 144,000. At a 4.1, you're at 205,000. So about a half a point in adjustment in interest rate is going to negate about $10,000 in buying power. So it's not too much of an impact. That's why it's important if people were on the fence or if they had a specific set budget, 
right now is the best time to actually get out there and start looking for yeah. homes and Yeah, I also don't want to promote rates... for people to be passive about it because like you just said, you know, this percentage increase is going to take about a $10,000 budget, right? right. You're going to tighten your budget 10000 For some families, especially because the medium average price in sales for specific neighborhoods is just that 5000 10000 will take you out of a zip code or for families like myself out of school boundaries that matter to you and your children. So, right. you know, you can't just be passive and say, yeah, it's not a crazy bad thing, but it's still a thing that should make you aware of what your affordability index is being, you know, how is it being, how it affects your affordability? Because, you know, again, five to $10,000 can mean a lot for for families who are on, you know, steady income per se, right? Mm-hmm. On Absolutely. very strict monthly income ratios. Where and Carla, real quick, I know we talked about in a few episodes ago uh, about the tax deductions that you do get when you buy real estate. So that's something to factor in as well for the affordability. Uh, and there also has been some speculation about the standard tax deduction increasing to offset the increase in interest. Oh, that's a good right. one. Charlie, are you mm-hmm. aware of any of that? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, the, 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 the challenge, you know, with that is that to try and, frankly, to forecast what the Trump administration is really going to do is really difficult, uh-huh. you know, at this, at this point. It is true that any increase in interest means that you'll have, uh, you know, a greater deduction based on the, on, on the current rule. Uh, I, and I don't think that any change in the tax code is going to affect first-time home buyers or average-price home buyers. Uh, what's more likely would uh, would would really affect the really high-dollar, if you will, buyers. I don't think there'll be any real, you know, negative change in the tax code for the first-time home buyer. And as you know, I mean, those markets, anything priced over a million, they have higher market times, and none of that market is really moving as fast as the average ride per se. 450 or below 350 average medium um, in some neighborhoods. And of course, I'm quoting differently because I, I transacted in Lincoln Park, Lakeview, Gold Coast neighborhoods. But um, those are obviously condos category. But um, I can see where if that's going to affect the million dollar products and that's going to move a little bit you know, faster in market time, that's obviously going to stimulate the economy. But again, the majority <laughs> of that average home person that's looking of how this is going to affect them. Again, you know, it's not something to fear, but it's something to be aware of because that could right. take a lot of people out of the, it's going to, I, I want to encourage those people who are on the sideline to get out of the sideline, but also it may take you out of the market, which is scary. No, absolutely. Um, so when we come back, we're going into a short commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to talk about rates and how it affects you Encouraging you to get off the sidelines and make that move in 2017 as 2016 wraps up. You want to give us a call? Give us a call at 312-642-5600 at marketoverdrive.com. And now, back to Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. Welcome back. This is residential real estate broker Carla Mina with Cobo Banker, MLS ID 153734. And we are Market Overdrive. We're here every Saturday at 1 o'clock Central Standard Time to elevate your real estate IQ. Uh, today's topic is interest rates, the hike, and how it's affecting you if you're currently on the market to buy or sell. And of course, we want to encourage those people who are on the sideline to understand and take heed in the information because this, this could dramatically either keep you on the mar- in the market or take you off. Um, with us also, we have um, Professor Charlie from DePaul University, who's given us the scholar's st- uh, point of view as to how this affects the market. Um, Charlie, are you still there? 
Yes, I am. Awesome. Javi, you have a question for How him? How you doing, Charlie? This is Javier Garcia for everyone out there. NMLS 217-343. Want to make sure to get that out there. Um, so as we were discussing a little bit earlier in the previous segment, I think uh, one of the things that the Trump administration, at least during their whole campaign, uh, you know, the whole making America great again and bringing more stability and more job growth um, and a little bit more spending from, you know, from the from Americans in general. Um, what do you think about the actual possible possibility of reducing uh, some of the taxation that we're probably going to see in our federal income taxes and things like that to be able to possibly stimulate a little bit more growth in the economy, to be able to stimulate a little bit more of the consumer spending, to be able to create more jobs and growth like that. Do you think that that's something that is going to be in the horizon, or are you still a little bit on the fence about that? Well, I'm a little bit uh, on the fence because the administration has not been very clear in the details on, you know, on how they would do it. Uh, you know, they've talked a lot about infrastructure spending, which would, of course, put people, uh, you know, to work. It does take time to get those projects, uh, you know, sort of up and running. Uh, changing the tax code is another area that they've been very uh, aggressive in their, uh, uh, you know, in the campaign in terms of uh, trying to reduce the tax burden on, you know, on Americans. And that would sure, certainly be uh, very helpful in terms of stimulating the economy. The challenge is, is that the, uh, you know, the size of the budget uh, deficit right now is really quite dramatic, and the, uh, it remains to be seen uh, what the support is going to be for the administration, even though the House and the Senate is controlled by Republicans, uh, in order to increase spending in the areas where they wanted to increase spending uh, without you know, cutting back on spending somewhere else. And that's where the real challenge is going to be. Okay. So, Charlie, if these do, do happen, the decreases in taxes and people have more discretionary income, at what segment of the housing market do you see more transactions happening? Is it more of this uh, mid-market, first-time homebuyer market, <clears throat> luxury market? Well, I, I actually think that the, the first-time homebuyers are, are, have been you know, standing on the sideline for quite a bit. Uh, and, you think? And, I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Worked with and, some and, for yeah. two and a half years. <laughs> yeah, right. for, that, that qualifies as quite mm. a bit, right? And I, I think that I think that you know, for those folks, ultimately they're going to have to decide what kind of lifestyle change, if any, uh, that they want to make, and if uh, home ownership or condominium ownership is a uh, you know is part of that lifestyle decision. Right. I have statistics here that said the share of first-time buyers rose to thirty-three percent in October from thirty-one percent a year prior but not uh, to the levels of historical average of 40%, and that's first-time buyers. And I question as to why, you know, why it is that we're not getting that influx of first-time buyers. And, of course, if you're on the trenches, you realize that, you know, they're being priced out. And, of course, job growth, they don't have the income or maybe the confidence in confidence. Blaming confidence. us millennials, like you said earlier. <laughs> 42% no, of your babies are out there killing confidence. me. <laughs> Honestly, I just think that there's not a lot of job growth in regards to if you actually look at where the marketplace is at right now, right, what would you consider a good demographic for your first-time home buyer? Uh, probably the age is anywhere between 25 well, to 35, Well, like I said, I mean, statistically, right? they said, what, 42% was it, Charlie, that was the uh, buyer, uh, millennial buyer share, market share, or what percentage did you see it towards the end of 2016? Because I know that's what we started with. Did we lose Charlie? Oh, yeah, I mean, I didn't quite hear that. Oh, so originally when we went to that Market Outlook event, uh, you had mentioned that 42% of the market would be millennials starting off in 2016. Now as we're wrapping up 2016, are we still looking at the same market share for those buyers? 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think that there's any uh, big change. I mean, I, obviously, the home ownership decision uh, is, is not a quick decision, and once people make that decision, they're you know they're going to be in the market, uh, and so I don't expect any really huge change in that 42 percent number going forward. You know what I think is interesting, being a millennial and having that perspective is. You know, we lived through the recession. That's what we remember the most and how that affected our parents. And that is our memory of real estate and the housing market. And so I deal with a lot of first-time buyers right now that are looking at the increases um, in pricing from 2011, you know, it was the historical lows, to now in 2016. And as we saw there, you know, we're we're 0.1% above the prices in about 2006. But we talked about that you know, adjustment for inflation. Right. Uh, so it's actually 16%. I think lower. also you just have a more informed consumer, maybe a little bit too informed, misinformed as well too. I, I got to say misinformed is a big caveat to that as well too. A lot of the times you're dealing with someone who is your millennial buyer. Mm-hmm. They're going to do their Google searches. They're going to look at all the different processes. So they have so much information. It's really hard to digest sometimes, which is the accurate information or which is inaccurate. So a lot of the times you have that specific conflict as well, too, which is also going to, you know, kind of like what Melissa was elaborating to our demographic, you know, the millennials. We went through the recession period. We saw our friends and family, you know, parents or whatever, lose maybe in the housing market. So they're a little bit more hesitant to jump in just because that's all they know. You know, when they were fresh out of high school, going into college, the housing market was collapsing all around them. So that's all they really ever, you know, all the information they were receiving was, you know, don't lose out in real estate. You might go underwater. So they're a little bit more hesitant to make those decisions just because that's all they know. So in reality, it's a matter of gaining their trust, educating them about the proper, you know, process of buying a home, the proper risk to take, and, you know, really weighing out, you know, the benefits and the risk in regards to becoming a homeowner or becoming an investor. A lot of the times it's just misinformation. That's why people kind of make the wrong decisions. It's just because they weren't informed as to what they were actually doing. You know, I I do agree with that 100% because I still have people asking me, well, I have to put down 20%, don't I? And they are putting off home buying because that's what they think that you need to do. And also with rent prices increasing so dramatically That is just ridiculous, yeah. You have... That Less should be money incentive enough, Melissa. hundred percent. But they think twenty percent down payment, and they're like, "That's not feasible for me." And then obviously they have to talk to Javi, and you learn about one percent down, three percent down, all these different type of products available. Mm-hmm. And also, like we spoke about a few weeks ago, Chicago assistance for their down payment and tax credits. Right. There's a, so many different programs out there, you know, regarding you know prorated tax credits. You know, the TaxMart program with the city of Chicago. You know, you got the Illinois Housing Development Authority who also does, you know, their grants. There's a lot of different programs out there. It's just a matter of making a decision that this is a step that you want to make, right? Um, In a lot of cases, a lot of people are very indecisive, but it's because they haven't made up their decision. Being a homeowner or being an investor or a landlord is a decision that they have to make. Right. Then follow through and figure out exactly how they're going to get to that end goal. But it should be a goal, right? It's goal setting. It has setting. to be a goal. The now, American dream. The American mm-hmm. dream. And it's something that I think that we grew up thinking. But, Charlie, you're a- around a bunch of kids at DePaul <laughs> University. <laughs> what's right. the what's the, the culture? What's the thought behind the American dream? Is that is that dead? Does it not longer exist? No, I don't, no, I don't think so. I think it's been basically it's been postponed. Uh, in the sense that uh, you're correct, as Javi pointed out, that the recent the recession and decline, you know, seeing the decline in 
uh, home prices of uh, friends and family has had an impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I also think that people have just been postponing uh, sort of getting to that permanent part of their life where they're, uh, you know, getting married or and or having children. And that's been postponed. And ultimately, that's going to happen. Most people believe that, you know, sure, some of them will try and stay, you know, in the city, but ultimately they'll they'll be priced out uh, and they'll be concerned about schools. Uh, and, you know, they'll ultimately sort of go the way of the, uh, of their parents in the sense of becoming, you know, homeowners. And it's just a, a matter of it having uh, been postponed. The question is, when will that magic number get triggered? Right. When is this, how long are you going to postpone this? And, of course, right, not just talking exactly. about first-time buyers, but also step-up buyers now that, you know, the rates are going to go up and maybe it's going to affect their affordability index to step up and buy bigger. Are they going to stay now, settle where they are now? Because now we're going to postpone. Right. Now, Everybody's Not only that, but uh, we actually have a couple buyers, you know, growing families and everything else, that they're actually looking to stay in the city of Chicago. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like a lot of them are. Sure. The mini suburbs. <laughs> mini suburbs, right? So a lot of different areas in the Chicagoland area who have you know specific school districts where people find very very desirable um so we're definitely going to talk about that in the next segments because i think it's very important you don't always have to leave your neighborhood in order to step up and be able to purchase up thanks for calling charlie really appreciate your time and i can't wait to see you back in the studio in january happy holidays okay thank you very much bye-bye you're listening to market overdrive when we come back or when we postpone this conversation until after break and now back to market overdrive Here's your host, Carla Mina. Welcome back. This is Carla Mina, residential real estate broker with Coal Banker. I am so happy to share what's becoming one of like my last AM 560 gigs. Uh, so just so you guys know, and the producer's looking at me like he's just getting a heart attack. <laughs> Market Overdrive It's now going to be moving to WGN at Saturdays at 10 a.m. We're going to be broadcasting from WGN at the Tribune Towers because I am a working realtor. And, of course, you know, location, location, location. And for me as a mom and, of course, the Mod Squad for us to travel all the way to Elk Grove Village. We do it for you all, though. We do it for you. But we want to continue to elevate your real estate IQ. And I think it's imperative for you to keep your ears on the market and find out what, how, you know, how does this all affect you, right? And more of a local level because we're Chicagoans and we're Illinoisans. Is that a word? Illinoisans. Yeah, I just made it. Yeah, I think you coin did. it. I'll take it. Let's, coin let's it. do it. Copyright that. Copyright that. Anyway, so we are we're we're moving to WGN, and we're super excited. We love our Market Overdrive family, and of course, we love our AM five sixty family. Um, but it's just you know the location makes sense for us because it's closer to where we transact, and of course, our guest who are, you know, Central Point is uh, downtown Chicago. It makes it easier for them. And, of course, we'd love to have you keep listening to us and following us um, on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram. We're not going to have a YouTube channel, and we're going to be broadcasting also visually. That's going to be amazing. Everyone's pretty faces. Right? right? We're going to be live. We're going to be live. Behind the voices. (laughs) It's going to be amazing. (laughs) Is that what you're saying? Live camera action. Uh, But yeah, we found it that it's easier for (laughs) us to uh, correspond with you on a more live um, aspect by having people make at their comments on Facebook Live and and let us know what they're thinking about our show and the information that we're providing you. I hope that we've been able to keep you, if not entertained these Saturdays at Mm 1 (laughs) o'clock, cozying up to this radio. I think my radio experience is 
been super cool. I think it's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of different guests, you know, some big superstars. Or I promised a celebrity next year, so you know, we're going to get a celebrity on the radio. But I thought you were a celebrity. I'm trying to become pretty a celebrity. Trying, <laughs> you're pretty you know? big time, hobby. I don't know. I'm and just Melissa, like come on. Your, your lead, Melissa. Social over here. media stars, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Love it. So anyway, we uh, today's topic is this, you know, increase because you read it on a cranes and Tribune and everybody's talking about it. It's in every social media outlet, every news feed, the rate hikes. And you heard it from Charlie, our professor over at DePaul University, a scholar's point of view as to how this is going to affect the market. I think it's an, a positive index as to, you know, where the market is going. But I think it's also we need to be very cognizant, cognizant of the fact that this may also take a lot of people out of the out of the. The running league. What's going on? Why are you looking at me like that? Actually, you know what? I had a question. One of my, what? Uh, I had a person, you know, who was thinking about doing a refinance, but they're also thinking about selling. What do you girls think about? Is it right now a good time to put your property on the market? Absolutely. And I talked about this with one of my clients. There's not a whole lot. Are you talking about this month right now? Yeah. Yes. Like so right there's now. not a lot of inventory. I have a lot of buyers that are out right now. Even while I'm here, my other showing agents are taking them, trudging through the snow yeah. because they know they need to be out by whatever lease date it is. And now's the time. So they have serious buyers and there's not a whole lot of great inventory. That's what people have been complaining. And, and a lot of people say, say that because they're always, we're always saying like, you're going to have their serious buyers because there's no way you're not serious. If you're freezing your butt off, <laughs> I'm sorry, Javi, what were you to say? No, the reason I say this is because I actually had like two or three people who were like thinking about refinancing, who had like conventional loan, you know, LPMI loans and stuff like that. And they were planning on actually doing refinances because now they have equity. They did a lot of work and everything in the home in regards to like new kitchens, new bathroom. And I told them, like, well, you have all this new equity, right? And right now it's probably, you know, sale prices are all time higher, at least in the last three years. Um, why don't you think about sell, selling the home? And he's like, well, it's the winter market. Are you, do you think it'll actually sell or do you think I should hold off until the spring market? And it's funny that every realtor that I'm talking to is like, no, right now is the perfect time to actually put the property on the market. Right. And you have and to be very specific about though, though, Javi. I can't say every single type of product is great for this market. I would recommend that the two-flat category definitely hit the market ASAP because there's a shortage and everybody wants a two-flat or multi-unit. Um, single family, eh, I don't know. I'm torn about really? that. I would recommend a, a single family to wait a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it all depends. I also have a call, and I don't want to be rude to our callers. Ulysses is calling in from Naperville. Um, he's got a question. I'm going to bring him in. Hey, Ulysses, how's it going? Thank you, and for calling Market Overdrive. Hi, yes, good morning, everyone. Good afternoon. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, great Just show waking up. And, uh, or good afternoon, I should say. It's a great show, and I was calling... Um, you know, with the the impact of rates uh, for for new home buyers, um, do you think that uh, both first time buyers and uh, move up buyers should both be looking to um, get their plans in action if uh, they're considering making a move? You know, I think that's a great question. That's a conversation I had at a listing appointment today. So they realize that if they're looking to upgrade, like we talked about, some people wanting to grow their families, um, they have their current condo. They realize that. Their sellability is going to be affected at their price point due to the increase in rates. So instead of waiting out a few years where rates are going to continue to increase, um, they're thinking about listing right now. And also, if you look at prices, uh, they're at, you know, like we talked about, the 2006 levels. So there's a ton of new construction hitting the market that eventually 
is going to be competition with theirs if they choose to list later on. Yeah, so it, it's very complicated. And I think we have different answers for both either a step by or existing um, buyer. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to postpone that thought. <laughs> like Charlie said, I'm going to make fun of Charlie's name. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk more about that. At least just hang on the line. We'll uh, come back to you after break. You're listening to Market Overdrive. If you have any questions, give us a call. 312-642-5600. And now back to Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. Welcome back and happy Saturday to you. I am Carla Mina, residential real estate broker with Coal Banker. Thank you so much for joining us. Yet another cozy Saturday afternoon. Today's topic is rate hikes and how does it affect you if you're a seller or a buyer? Um, we actually were cut off, but we did, did we lose Ulysses? We lost him. <laughs> no, I don't see All right, him on the we saw him on. We lost him on the screen, but we he had, stayed on for 24 minutes. Yeah. So I guess to recap, his question was, how does it affect uh, existing home buyers and also step up buyers? And just so you know, that's a kind of real estate lingo. Uh, a step up buyer is somebody who currently owns something and needs to liquidate that asset or sell that property before they can buy something uh, new. Because in some cases, they do need the the um the equity or the sales proceeds from the existing home to buy something bigger or larger or maybe relocate to a different uh area we're seeing the trend is right you're in the city and then you're going to move out to the burbs because you want better um schools or burbs or the mini burbs, burbs like we talked about the, the mini like, burbs like you see in lakeview north center those schools oh, yes. are fantastic right so you've got like any alcott prescott burley i, I mean if you offset you know, you think you have to send your kids to private school, which is twenty-some thousand dollars a year to do that in the city. You can actually move out to one of these mini suburbs. You know, you might have an increase in your purchase price, but you get the space you want, and you can send them to public schools. So you got to factor that in as well. Right. So also before we went to break, uh, we were talking about how does it affect right um, mm -hmm. people who want to buy now, want to sell now. So if you're on the sidelines about bringing the property on the market now, I know a lot of families are saying, well, after the holidays, just because my property is not sh in showing conditions, but we've already heard the interest rates are going up. And so that's going to get a, a lot of people actively seeking because they want to lock their rate. And one of the things that I want people to understand that when you get a pre-approval letter, your rate is not locked. Your rate is locked once you have a purchase contract. As a matter of fact, right, Hobby? After it's like... Absolutely. Your <laughs> rate is not locked until you have a purchase contract. Right. And even after the fact, sometimes we wait until the attorney reviews wrapped up just to make sure that we're locking everything up. Unless a client is 100% sure that he wants to lock everything up and 100% secure that that's what they want to do, that's probably the only time that you actually lock in. That's why it's always a full disclosure. Interest rates change on a daily basis. You know, From 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., you're going to have a different interest rate. Um, so that's just very important, something to keep in mind. Like I always kind of let my buyers who are on the sideline right now, let them know, Hey, you know what? There was a big fluctuation in interest rates just, you know, 90 days ago, interest rates are almost a full percentage point higher. That's going to readjust your pre-approval. And if you had a certain budget, right. maybe and then that, you, earlier the budget on the needs to be realigned. Earlier on the show, you mentioned that that percentage would, you know, would mean, would translate to say $10,000 in value, Right. Correct. I usually save about a half a percentage in interest rate, and I was kind of using about a $300,000 loan amount, you know, just being an average median size for a mortgage right now in the Chicagoland area. Um, about half a percentage of an interest rate is probably going to negate about $10,000 in buying power. So if you had, you know, a $1,600 budget that you were working with and interest rates have now increased half a percentage point, 
you're probably going to have to decrease that sales that purchase price budget down ten thousand dollars to stay within that budget limitations that you wanted to set for yourself right and in some cases um that can mean you're out of the market because your debt to income ratios i'm sorry your monthly carrying costs your affordability right it's like being in a rental apartment if you're paying 1800 all of a sudden your landlord is increasing it to 2500 or i'm sorry 1900 per se right to stay apples apples if they're increasing it but just a hundred dollars now you're saying now i have to find a smaller unit it's the same thing with buying a property right if you wanted to become an owner because we were talking about earlier in the year and i know charlie was on the line and he's a scholar with uh depaul university 41 percent uh increase in rentals right so we're looking at rental hikes we're looking at interest rates hikes and p- what are we what are we educating what are we telling people these days Right now, I would probably tell people you need to make a decision on whether or not you're going to be a renter or if you're going to be a homeowner. Because if you're going to be a homeowner, your intention is to be a homeowner within the next 12 months, even if it's the next 12 months, a year down the road, maybe you're waiting for a specific time period, maybe you're waiting for that two-year job history you know, to come into play, maybe you were, whatever it was. If you're in the job market or looking to buy within the next 12 months, you need to make that decision if you are get everything in line, right. speak to a professional, speak to a real estate agent who's going to let you know based off of your children's school district or where you want your kids to be or where you want to you know, actually settle down, what kind of a price range you're going to need to be in, what kind of expectations you should set for yourself, and then speak to your loan officer, you know, yours truly here, to make sure to get your mortgage aligned and actually forecast where rates are going to be because like we said, rates are going to increase in 2017. This isn't the last time that we're going to see rates increase. So might as well forecast for that rate increase and say, hey, if we aren't able to buy until June or July of 2017, let's pad that pre-approval or that, you know, those qualification numbers based off of where we feel maybe those projected rates might be. So that that way you're at least setting yourself up and making sure that if it is a six month down the road, you're setting yourself up to at least align with where the experts or at least the scholars are dictating the market's going to go to, which is a little bit of a higher interest rate. Right. right. So not only interest rates, but we got to look at the prices as well of real estate. Like in the past year, they've increased on average 5.5%. So they're going to have to factor that in as well as to the affordability with the interest rates whenever right. they're ready. And I was fun. I want to speak to instant gratification, right? Real estate is an appreciating asset. So you may not be able to count on the equity now, but eventually over time. So that's why I always want to encourage people, not because I'm a realtor, but I'm also an investor to look at real estate, not as something for now or two to three years. I'm sorry, appreciation takes time and we're looking at 10 to 20 year growth. So when you're positioning yourself that way, and you're looking at it at the investment for a long term, I think it's a win-win regardless of these short-term, you know, increases in rates. Um, so lock your rates now. The only way to rock, lock a rate is to close and buy something. Um, for sellers, I know we were talking about when it's the right time to sell. I want to still go ahead and recommend, I mean, this is my perspective, Melissa, you may have a different one, but my idea is condos, sell now, two flats, sell now, single family, maybe wait a little bit after February and do enjoy the holidays without having those buyers come through, but they will sell because there is a lack of inventory. You are listening to Market Overdrive. If you have any questions, give us a call at 312-642-5600. Thanks for hanging out. My name is Carla Mina, residential real estate broker with Cole Banker. And again and again, we are moving. So keep a close eye on where we're going to be heading. But it sounds like WGN is going to be our next home. And now back to Market Overdrive. Here's your host, Carla Mina. 
Welcome back. And we're wrapping up. This is our last segment. And I want to apologize to our callers, Ulysses and Stuart. Thank you so much for calling. Um, we will chat with you maybe online. We're still on Facebook Live and we always do our closeout. And again and again, I just wanted to mention that uh, Market Overdrive is no longer going to be housed at the AM560 station. We're moving to WGN um, simply because zip codes matter, location, location, locations. As your expert realtors, we understand that and we've given that significant value and we understand that. Um, so I can't say I'm stuck in traffic anymore you're not when stuck I'm in traffic we're <laughs> broadcasting live Darn. from tribune towers a new studio we're going to have professionally edited and lit <laughs> uh, video um broadcasting which i think it's key because we want to interact with you um we want to learn from you we want to hear from you we want to know what you're what you're seeing out there obviously we're only commenting and giving you the point of view from a realtor a lender inspectors we've had patty mamoni on the show stagers um and so we want to be able to have more contact with you we want to interact with you and hear what your thoughts are on the market um today's topic was very key um because we want to elevate your real estate iq and we want to showcase what does this all mean to you especially for someone that's on the inside and you know on the outside looking in and wants to get into real estate and you're on the sidelines because you don't know what to do well interest rates are going up obviously but i don't think it's a dramatic increase compared to historical uh, heights that we've had and i think it's still an up and up right but Always be cognizant of your budget because this may get you out of the market and we always want to promote home ownership. Melissa, what's your take on today's show? I mean, I think that what we've come away with is the fact that since interest rates are on the rise, now is the time to look at buying. I think it's a great um, time for also upgrade market because you have home prices at their highest levels uh, since 2006. And also, if you're looking for a more expensive, larger property, uh, interest rates are so low. So it makes that option more affordable for you as well. And I know, Javi, you had a great example here mm -hmm. of an average first-time home buyer budget at $300,000. And we Absolutely. keep talking about the interest rate increases and how scary they are. But, you know, it might be nominal right now it's very 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 minimal like i was actually just looking at a buyer of mine who you know he's thinking about buying about three hundred fifty thousand dollar home fifty thousand dollar down payment so it's a three hundred thousand dollar carry mortgage at a four percent interest rate his principal and interest is only 1432 at a 4.5 it's 1520 so it's about a fluctuation of about 89 dollars at a 5%, worst case scenario, just in case he's having a hard time with finding a property or anything else, we're just kind of forecasting maybe he has difficulty finding that, you know, that perfect home. We're looking at 1610 as a monthly payment. So that's an additional $90. It's about $180 difference from 4% to 5% on a $300,000 mortgage. Seems like a lot, but in a lot of cases, it's maybe not substantial being that interest is a writable, you know, tax write-off that you're able to do when you're filing for taxes. So you always got to take a look at the benefit of buying a home. And I always like to say interest rates are not the reason why you were on the fence or maybe, you know, not pushing to buy a home. A lot of times that indecisiveness is just because of a lack of information and a lack of, of actually having the proper planning to put in place to get you where you want to be. Like I said, home ownership is a goal. You have to determine it as a goal. It's like, you know, if you're thinking about weight loss or if you're thinking about saving a certain amount of money, you have to set a number or you have to set a deadline for it. So if you're going to buy a home, definitely set a deadline as to when you're going to be making that decision to make that purchase so that that way you can make it happen. Right. And I think that not only is it about the interest rates and home buying for first time home buyers, we got to calculate the increase in rents. So either way, you're going to be making a smart financial decision because you're building your equity.
And Market Overdrive is making a smart financial decision or, you know, just location, location. We are going to be broadcasting next Saturday and towards the end of this year. But then we'll be housed at the WGN Studios at the Tribune Towers. And we're so excited um, to check for you guys to, you know, continue your commitment with us and continue to grow with us. We have tons of information that we want to share and lots and lots of cool hosts and guest hosts. Um, We're expecting friends to come in and are flying in from California, Los Angeles, New York. So we're spreading and we want to take this baby national. Thank you for listening to us. My name is Carla Mina, residential real estate broker with Coa Banker. Thanks for listening. For information about anything you heard on Market Overdrive, visit marketoverdrive.com and be sure to tune in next Saturday.